old friend. How are you doing, Michelle? My old friend. Hey, who's calling who old? <laughs> hey, listen. Nah, not me. I would never do that. We are joined here by LP, who's luckily joining us again after a little catastrophe last week. So thank you so much for coming back. Oh, man, yeah, I so just wanted an excuse to talk to you. You know, again. I mean, it's a, this is how it all begins, Rochelle. I don't know. You, you know, this is how the, some of the greatest <laughs> affairs of all time begin. Exactly. Yeah, don't cry. Um, is your dog still around? My dog I is still around. You... Yeah, he, come here. Call me. Could you introduce yeah, us? Here he is. Hi. Uh, and what's his, his name? name is Orson. Orson. What breed is this? He is dog? a um, Brussels Griffon. Beautiful. And I've seen some just adorable <laughs> pictures too on Instagram. Yeah, so. he's a, you know, he, he's not a camera guy, but um, he sure looks cute when you catch him, right? He doesn't like, right? Yet like another star. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you got to share everything with this guy. Well, I've been spending some time really enjoying your live album. You know, oh, cool. people in Idaho have a hard time saying Moscow because we have a town <laughs> in the northern part of the state called Moscow. So I have to remind myself. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know that. Moscow, Idaho. Yeah. You've got a new song out. Does that mean you're working on an entire new oh, album yeah. right now? The, the new album is uh, eminent. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be it's gonna be good. I'm excited. Any idea? Um, when that might it be? is uh, probably, probably, um, uh, probably in uh, September-ish. Great. Yeah. And um, we were talking about producers and the importance of a producer yeah. and like this new single, I really love it because it sounds really dreamy, but it also sounds like something you might be able to hear in a club. Uh, oh yeah. The, which, which one? The, uh, the, how low can you go? Yeah, man. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's got that, um, that kind of flow to it. There's like, there's some other stuff on, uh, on the uh, record that feels like um, it has that vibe, you know? So do you want to talk a little about your producer? Uh, Mike Del Rio. That's my guy. Um, you know, we're, we're like a band, um, you know, he and I, we are, um, this is our third record together. You know, we're best friends and we're just like, you know, we're like, uh, you know, we influence each other and, um, you know, I love his uh, aesthetic musically and otherwise, you know, and, and I feel like, you know, he just gets me from the very beginning and, um, and we just, I think, compliment each other, you know, like now when we write together, uh, often with uh, Nate Campany as well, we did Lost and New, we did Hello, Can You Go, you know, we, um, there's like a, a flow, like an understanding, it's cool. So you actually write together with your producer? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We got to thinking last night of all the touring you've done and the places you've been, I'll bet you know what countries offer the best wine. Oh, uh, the best wine, um, you know, America is pretty damn good as, as it goes, but, um, uh, France, of course, and Italy, uh, probably mostly. I mean, I, I, I think I do the most wine hangs. One of my, uh, the guy who runs my, um, label, um, well, all, all three guys, uh, Dario and, um, Alvaro and, um, and Matteo, <laughs> all ending in O's, um, in Italy, of course, um, they're always like, you know, introducing me to these incredible wines. So I think, I think Italy, you know, like mainly because um, I just everybody there is so into wine and we just like, we go to town when we go there. Can you say a little bit about the song Girls Go Wild? Mm. Well, um, it's a, uh, you know, that was on the last record. It was a, uh, you know, I remember going out to the, uh, to Joshua Tree and uh, that we wrote it there. And um, I remember it, uh, it took us a while to get that one right, like in a way, like especially Mike with uh, production. He was like kind of like experimenting with different things. And I remember when we, uh, cause we were playing it on the road and it was a little slow. And then like we kind of, it just like was one of those examples of like playing it. It's like kind of too slow and you feel like, oh, it needs more. And then I don't know, we just like kind of sped it up and, and he just like um, 
you just dialed it in and then uh it kind of became a single and it's, um i don't know it's just like i feel like that song um has a lot of uh you know weight to it in a way like it felt like you know it never felt it's like one of those songs you could play it every show um every day and, and never get sick of it so i don't know, I like it how much creative input do you get on your videos do you get to tell the story that you want um no, I mean, we get, you know, we get um, treatment sent in and stuff. And then um, sometimes we have a whole idea from uh, that we like, we pose to the director and then they chime in. It's it's a collaborative effort, you know. And, um, you know, Stephen Schofield, this um, new director that I'm working with, um, came in because it was like we, we had a... Um, we couldn't do it with the, the guy that did um, Hello, Can You Go, who we were going to work with again, who I love, Eric Malden. Um, but... Um, so Steven stepped in like towards the end of it all and just had this idea of, uh, you know, you'll see, but, uh, but it was a like, grandiose and it was kind of in keeping with what um, I really, I wanted, like there were like elements of it that I wanted. And then when he presented this idea, I just thought it was like a beautiful way to tell the story and, and had the like epicness of the, um, you know, it's a very like uh, dramatic romantic kind of notion in the song, you know, of uh, loss and, and, uh, and, missing people or you know wishing you could have one last time with that person and that reminds me of another song um if you could talk about the track called recovery oh yeah um you know that song um i had had that song for years um uh maybe like almost eight years when i put it on that record um it was a song i wrote i believe for somebody else um and i wrote it about um i wrote it from you know not silly way, but like, in, you know, in a, I wrote it from my ex's perspective when I left um, and I just was like trying to remind myself not to like, you know, bug her or kind of be, um, you know, to like deal with all my guilt with them, you know, and, and be like kind of, you know, feeling bad and constantly checking in and stuff. And I didn't do that. I think it was a good idea. And, um, and then, you know, when I was on the other side of that in the next relationship, I you know, I really felt it and it felt like the right time to put it on a record. And um, so, you know, that obviously deals with um, just trying to get over someone and um, knowing that it's a process and it takes time. It's funny how that <clears throat> time and maturity kind of makes you react different to that. I know it took me a long time. It's still taking me time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you kind of unravel it in your head over time and, um, you know, and ultimately like, as you probably know, I mean, I mean, anyone who thinks it's like, you know, one person's fault is, you know, I don't know, they, they need to live a little more because it's never one person's fault, you know. I spoke with you a little bit about this last time. And if we if we could go there again, I was hoping you could take just a few minutes and talk about um, gender because you seem really nonconformist and like you can be yourself anywhere. And uh, just wonder how much judgment you've suffered for that. And do you still? Uh, you know, I don't um, I don't accept judgment for that. That's not really on the table. I don't really give it. I don't care what you think about how I carry myself or how I walk into a room. It's like, you know what I mean? Like I have uh, my own experiences. I, um, I roll how I roll and, uh, and the people that like it, they like it. <laughs> and the people that don't like it can suck it. You know, I really don't care. Like, it's like, it's not up for discussion. Uh, you know, where, who I, what I, how I, so there you go. You should get enough on there on the air. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I just don't, you know, it's it's not, yeah, it's it's just one of those things that I don't, uh, you know, and I'm not, I'm not one of those people that I don't ask for acceptance of it either. So it's like, you know, it's not really in the conversation. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't remember like straight people walking up to other straight people being like, hey, so that's your wife? 
She pulls you every night? Crazy. Wow. You know, it's like, you know, it's none of your business. So deal with it. What words would you uh, share with those folks who are struggling with, with that in the world we're living in right now? I mean, that's now? a hard one because, you know, I, I built my life so I don't have to care, but I understand, you know, I'm, I have empathy for people who have to care. Um, I think that, you know, um, I think it's uh, not to sound like a huge hippie, but I think it's like the vibration of how you, you know, what you are willing to accept and not accept, you know, and, um, and you know, treating people with respect and dignity whether they like you or not just feeling comfortable in your own skin the more comfortable you can feel and you know that comes from you know community and friends and and things like this and trying to find people i I don't believe in isolating yourself uh within the community i like i'm like uh you know i'm a i'm a advocate of diversity you know i I don't want to i don't want to you know hang out with like 40 people who look like me or act like me it's just not my vibe you know so but i do think that um being part of a community, um, you know, at times and, and, and knowing that I'm not alone made me feel better. And then I can go out in the world and um, add my diversity into the world. You know, I mean, we're all, we all have a place in this world. That's the biggest thing. You deserve your space in this world and nobody is going to tell you different. And, you know, and we're met with like opposition, obviously. And, um, you know, when those times happen, maybe, you know, more so lean on community, but I think, you know, it's, um, the people that came before us that broke down the doors and the walls um, to for us to live freer and, and have a more um, beautiful experience as far as being, you know, um, on the spectrum, whatever it is. Uh, I think, you know, we owe it to them to also be strong. It's like, you know, it moves at a glacial pace sometimes, but um, that doesn't make it um, a bad thing. It's just like we are all, you know, a, uh, a brick in the wall as somebody said it's so good and you know i was thinking about this morning that i was going to talk to you about this and um some people were talking about a gender reveal party i was thinking how primitive that's going to be someday you know (laughs) that we have to associate a baby with a color yeah it's like it's a life why not a life color you know like whatever (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know it's it's um you know we still have so far to go right you know and um and, you know, and those people, I don't want to frown on the people who like, who revel in the, uh, the uh, practices of old, you know, I mean, you can't uh, force feed enlightenment onto anybody, you know, it's not, first of all, it's not right, in my opinion. And second of all, you just can't, you know, motherfuckers have to come on that themselves, you know, beep, beep, boop, boop. Are you beeping out the curses? Come sound like a, like a rap song. I, I just want you to be yourself. So don't worry I, about that I at will. all. <laughs> Thanks for your discussion on all of that. And uh, I wonder if you could, uh, I know you've talked about this before, but there's so much to say with your song Lost on You and what you went through before and after that song. Mm. Um, You know, um, that song came during a really interesting and weird time in my life. You know, I felt like uh, I felt both my relationship, like my lover and my um, my uh, my record deal, kind of like whatever my my push like that was like kind of supposed to be happening kind of like kind of wane and go by the wayside, you know, and, and I didn't really, and there was nothing to do about it. Like it was like happening, you know, at a really slow uh, methodical pace. And um, you kind of like, there's nothing I couldn't like, I couldn't keep her from like, kind of like falling for someone else. Or, you know, I couldn't um, stop like people that loved me from getting fired from the label and like 
new people coming in and being like, what the hell is that? You know? Um, so it was like kind of a little bit of a helpless place. And, you know, and again, it was like from both sides, from a personal and professional. And um, I remember Lawson, it was, uh, you know, definitely uh, my, you know, my heart set, my mindset at the time. And uh, I remember I used to look in 2000, you know, 15 or so. I used to, I was always like, ah, oh, man, that was like the worst year ever, you know. But then like, you know, when 2016 came along and it was a hit in like all those countries lost on you was, I was like, ah, you know, it's like that was maybe one of the best years of my life, you know, because I wrote that song and a bunch of other songs that really changed my life and changed my whole career and everything. And, um, you know, I sort of like in some ways liken it to uh, 2020 and stuff where, you know, we're just like very um, ready to bash on 2020. And yes, there's a lot to bash and it was not pleasant. It is not pleasant still. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's kind of fertile ground for like future um, kind of appreciation and um, understanding of like what's important. So, um, you know, uh, when you're going with the suffering, I think is like um, fertile ground, you know. Your new music projects, uh, waiting for the album to come out. And I see tours are already planned, which is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. The only bad news I have is that I don't see Boise on there, but I do see Portland and Seattle. So I'm going to cross my there fingers. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's, that's going to happen. I mean, I don't know. It might get, you know, might be pushed again. We don't know. I, I know, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. like, you know, the whole, the whole touring world, all, all bands in the world. It's kind of hard to believe. Like, it's such a weird thing to think like, you know, because usually if you can't tour, there's other people capitalizing on all, you know, and it's like, there's just not right. happening right now. It doesn't matter who you are. You can be the Rolling Stones or whatever, you know, and like no mm-hmm. touring for you. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. So we're just waiting to hear stuff, you know, and, and see how the vaccine rolls out and, you know, all the things. Yeah. Well, looking forward to it and really do hope you come through Boise yeah. talking to LP and uh, the website is imlp.com and you're on all kinds of other social media. I'm enjoying your Instagram. Of course, you're, you're out there on everything. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about the song Muddy Water? Uh, Muddy Waters? Um, yeah, I um, I wrote that with this guy, Josh Record in in England, in London one time. And, um, you know, I just uh, that was another, you know, one for the uh, I was feeling the ominousness of uh, that year. And I think I wrote that, um, I might have written that a, a bit later in like the end of 2014, because I think that was one of the uh, one of the three songs I played for uh, Warner Brothers. And then they dropped me and then I moved on with my life in a much better fashion. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was like, uh, so I was still feeling that, you know, that loss. And uh, I was, um, you know, wanting to write something that just felt very dark and ominous and uh and, you know, I was likening, um, I, I, li- I love when things are like, have this duality to, you know, like Muddy Waters is such a great artist. And I, and I was like, uh, I wonder if I could like write a song that has nothing to do with Muddy Waters, but like, you know, and uh, just, to, you know, it's like basically uh, a metaphor for like, you know, this, like it's a co-metaphor for like destroying our planet and for like, this, like likening that to like the destruction of a relationship where it just like, you know, better or whatever. But um you know it felt it started from we wrote it from uh that little um guitar thing and 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 we had like a chain in the studio (laughs) nice we had a chain in the studio i'll hold it like this (laughs) you don't hold it like that it's a chain i certainly do hold it like that yeah so anyway and it was just like it was not a um sound i do with the tambourine on stage but it's a uh um it's um it started from like basically just a piece of chain Chain, chain, chain. Yeah.
All right, LP, thanks for joining That's us. That's it? Was it the hand motion I, I got you? Oh, you no know. problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Welcome at all. All right. Thank you so much. Nice seeing Thank you, you so again. Much. <laughs> You're adorable. Right, you too. All right, see you. Bye. <laughs>